The digital front door has been one of the hottest topics in healthcare marketing for the last couple of years. But it's a fairly nebulous term. What is the digital front door? Where does the digital front door begin and end? And what solutions and technologies should be considered part of your digital front door strategy? These are all questions we're asking ourselves. And I'm happy to say we're going to explore some of those questions on today's episode. Hello and welcome to Sway Health, where we explore and bring you the latest insights and interesting stories from the brightest minds in healthcare marketing. Today, you'll hear from my colleague, Jared Johnson, and he's going to be interviewing Jeff Stewart, the Vice President of Strategic Marketing at Christus Health. Together, they're going to explore the topic of digital health. And I can't wait for you to hear Jeff's analogy of how digital front door is like curb appeal for a restaurant. So sit back, enjoy, and let's get started. Hey, Jeff, really excited to dive into this. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about Digital Front Door and a few related topics and trends, and really excited to dive into a few things with you. Uh, let's start off right up with the Digital Front Door. That's a term that is helpful to describe and define to begin with. Where does the Digital Front Door start and end? Like, does it end with the appointment or encounter? Or where, where, where does it start and end? Well, I mean, as a front door, I really think it ends at the point in which you enter and begin to access Christus Health in our case, right? So, I mean, I think you're totally right. It is a nebulous term. It is a term of art. And the reality is, is consumer demand, I liken to a waterfall in that it's going to come over and it's going to fall down. And regardless of which way you try to point it or what rock you put in place, it's going to find its way to the bottom through all kinds of unpredictable ways, right? Or maybe the maybe the analogy is a Plinko board, right? It's just gonna bounce around. <laughs> you know, consumers have a wide range of ability to access us. And so I think of our front door as that access point. So by the time they begin to have an encounter and experience with Chris's help, they've sort of entered the front door. And then it's up to the hallways and the foyers and the, the bedrooms and the kitchens to lead you to the right place where your care and your experience are really defined, right? I mean, your experience with your house right. isn't defined by your front door, but it certainly starts there, right? You know, we would, in my old days in uh, working in restaurants years and years ago, we talked about that sort of curbside appeal, that, that moment that you enter that mm -hmm. front door, people are making their impression up for you, but really they're gonna remember the food and they're gonna remember those other things. And that's, that's the stuff that once you get through that front door. Gotcha. Okay, so what should marketing's role be in the digital front door? I can put it another way, like what should what should marketing have input on or operational control of when it comes to digital front door? So I think marketing should have some ex some input across the patient and consumer experience. In fact, you know, speaking this afternoon, this morning with one of our marketing directors, we were talking about what needs to be on the after visit summary coming out of, of, of in my chart after your visit. Right? I think that is part of, it's not marketing's responsibility. I said, well, let's talk, let's find the IT team that's responsible for that. Let's find the business owner of that. And then let's work with them on the language and, and how we want to present ourselves and you know how we talk about moving to that next experience. Because at that point, they've had one experience. Now we need to define their next experience, right? And so, you know, there are parts though that we do need to own, right? The website we need to own. Organizations can make their own decision about who needs to own the infrastructure. 
in some organizations, if you're clear with what your what you need from your IT partners, your IT partners can be very successful in doing that for you, right? And so saying, hey, you know, we need to have rapid response for deploying a ticket. We're not going to be able to follow maybe a traditional change approval board. And if your IT team's willing to partner with you on that, great. I think the more that you're doing that, at least internally, over outside, the better. I think what's important for organizations is that they own the experience. Who owns that experience inside the organization? Each organization is gonna find different ways to make that work for them. And in Christus, we have interesting in different ways, we own different parts of it. But where I do think you set yourself up for some trouble is when you begin giving your experience over to other people. Agencies are a big part of what we do, partners are a big part of what we do, uh, but we need to also have some, some control over how that works as well. And so it, you cannot just fully outsource your patient experience. So I love that thought. What if that's not the case? What if there are marketing teams or leaders out there watching this and they're not there yet? They yeah. don't feel like they have that leadership or that control aspect of it. Uh, what would you recommend they do? Well, I mean, to be sure, I don't think that we have that at Christus necessarily, right? And, you know, what we continue to do is focus on our needs and our goals, right? So, you know, we have a goal to extend our healing ministry of Jesus Christ. That is our organizational mission. And so all of us across the organization understand that and work towards that same goal. So we just begin to expose, hey, we have this goal of improving this patient experience. Who can help me with that? Right? And, and bringing different people to the table. You know, I, I think an example to take it out of the digital world, but one that you know, we've been working on recently is just the experience when you hit that, the literal front door, not the digital front door, and how we do consents and how we do messaging. And that's a, there's nobody that owns that explicitly. Different groups have different roles in it. We bring it together and we say, okay, you know, construction and facilities, how are we designing new facilities? Um, patient experience teams, how are we making sure that um, you know, we're hitting the patient experience notes you want? What are the scores you're seeing reflected? Compliance and regulatory, what do we have to have here? What can we have somewhere else? What could be offered maybe as a pamphlet instead? And marketing-wise, what are our consumers telling us? Right? What are they telling us and maybe in a Google right. review, et cetera. And so you can take that and you can apply that to digital world or the physical world. And reality is it's a, it's a team effort, right? Extending the healing ministry of Jesus Christ is a team effort. And so we just have to be clear about what our goals are and what we want to focus on. And we can see everybody coming to the table to, to help out. And so ultimately, um, it may not matter who owns it. Oh, that's a great thought, and, and we can get caught up in that easily. Yeah, very easy. And you know, it, it, that's a, I think that's something I've learned about leadership over time, right? Is like you don't need a title to make a difference. And so, um, you know, oftentimes I, I identify something just because it's my own experience. I, you know, I entered this facility and I saw this thing, or I used this part of our website and I noticed this, or I called this number and I had this experience. And I just sort of say, okay, well, what, what can we do about this, right? And who should I work with and how do I find it? And, you know, I don't wait for my job description to be updated before I then step forward and say, you know, we should be working on this. Because again, if it's something that we've identified as outside or out of line with what we want as part of our strategy and as part of our mission, then it's, it's the responsibility of everybody in the organization to, to stand up and do something about that. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. What about healthcare marketers who are a little 
earlier on that journey. How do we mm -hmm. educate them, especially because this all has to do with, like you said, providing a better patient experience at the end of the day. And that's an evolving concept. That's a skill that mm -hmm. we have to learn. How do we help healthcare marketers educate themselves about how to do that? So I think you need to understand, again, focus on your goals, right? What are you trying to do? And then understand what that experience is like. If you can either demonstrate it through your own experience or even better, bring in a patient or a consumer who has gone through, let's say it is a digital experience. I was trying to do this thing on a website and I was unable to. That's a, that's a story. And in fact, actually, the, 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 your, your lower level healthcare marketers have access to the stories, whether they realize it or not. And so bringing that story with data to a conversation and saying, here is a problem that our consumers are having. And in fact, meet Sally or meet Jeff, who's having this issue, or I was able to pull their patient experience feedback, or I have their Google review or whatever. And it, it, that nugget of data really, I mean, I know we all don't, we want to be data driven and we don't want to use anecdotes, but you know, stories work, right? And so if we can, if you as a healthcare marketer can bring that story to the table, you can influence change. That's a great thought. Oh, well, let's talk about what you're doing at your organization. Mm -hmm. what, what digital front door experiences have you been working on at your organization? I, so number one, our strategy um, map tells us that our goal for our organization, for our consumers, is that we want to be personal, accessible, and reliable. We come back to that over and over and over. We want to be personal, we want to be accessible, we want to be reliable. So when we look at our consumer experiences through the digital front door, we think about how do we deliver experiences that match those attributes. And we are continuously evaluating our efforts by that. Right now, most of that effort is focused on um, having a consistent provider finder experience across all of our main channels. And whether that's through Google or other listing groups, or whether that's through our app, whether it's through our website, or whether that's through the phone, we want to have a consistent experience. And so that regardless of which way you choose to access our front door, you say, I'm in this area and I'm looking for a doctor that meets, or, or provider that meets these criteria, or it's a, the next available or anything that we're able to say, this is the doctor that best meets your needs and bring that clinician or that provider to the table. That's what we're most focused on because it's personal, right? Your healthcare needs are personal. Well, how do we bring, how do we make sure that we're meeting your personal need? We're not giving you the doctor we think you should have. We're providing you the doctor that meets what you need. That's personal, accessible. We're doing everything we can to open up more access to our clinicians. Virtual care, on-demand care, adding more clinicians in a local area, um, just bringing more access to the places we serve, and then reliable, knowing that you're going to have a, an experience that will deliver you what you expect throughout your healthcare journey. Personal, accessible, reliable. I can remember that. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. We don't um, even need an acronym. I mean, there is one, PAR, <laughs> it's easy. But we Personal, accessible, reliable. That's great. So what's been the feedback from patients to, to those initiatives? How, how are they taking it? Well, we're, we're undergoing this major transformation because of the feedback from our patients. So, you know, to the point earlier about exposing the troubles that they were having on our website, you know, our own issue of finding them, matching them to the, the provider that they were looking for, right? So, you know, one of our key challenges was we were internally focused. And so we were using some of the clinical terms and the jargon of the, you know, specialties 
to define how you find care with us. And so it depended on you knowing orthopedics and knowing obstetrics or gynecology, as opposed to doing what patients really do, which is my knee hurts, right? right. Or I have an elbow pain, or I have, you know, I, you know, maybe I've been told I have AFib, but I don't know that I need a cardiologist necessarily, right? Maybe my Apple Watch has told me I'm having an arrhythmia. And so I'm, I'm searching for that. And so we weren't matching providers to those clinical keywords, those, those words that match the intent of the consumer. So we weren't personal. And that's what we're focused on now is bringing that um, personal experience by meeting the needs of our consumers based off of the way they are choosing to access care. Interesting. What's been the staff's response? You know, I think overall, people understand that part. They understand that we need to, again, from a personal perspective, we are all um, focused on being personal, accessible, and reliable. So they do understand that we need to move away from matching a patient to a cardiologist and instead matching a patient to, um, you know, something along the lines of the, the conditions that they're actually searching for, or matching, instead of matching to orthopedist, to match to knee pain. Um, and so, you know, it, there are a lot of internal hurdles to overcome. And there are, in some cases, some mental models that need sort of remapped so that they begin to understand that consumers aren't looking for orthopedics and they are instead looking for the terms that matter to them. But again, when you're bringing those stories, I mean, I have um, recorded sessions of consumers, you know, that we paneled through, you know, some, some technology to, to moderate how they're using the website, ask them questions about the, the decisions they're making as they're clicking this button or trying that, or what made you do this, what made you do that. When you do think about seeking care, what are you seeking? So we pull a clip from that, and you have one consumer say, like, well, I was trying to do this, and that, you know, all I know is my knee hurts. And if you bring that forward, that can really help adjust some of the, you know, the, again, the mental models that people have previously used to meet the more consumer first, digital focused um, model that we're now in. Ah, sounds like a lot of progress is being made. Yeah, and you know, I mean, across all of healthcare, we need to do a better job. We often compare ourselves to ourselves, right? So we look at the industry. How are we doing comparing um, our find a doctor to other find a doctors, right? And maybe we're, maybe we're better than some, maybe the, we're, we're worse than others, maybe we're on par with a bunch of them. But when you think about how our consumers spend the rest of their digital lives, only a tiny percent is spent in healthcare. They wanted to go to dinner that night and they used OpenTable and they found a reservation through OpenTable and they wanted to find something else about, um, maybe they wanted to schedule a plumber or they wanted to find an electrician or you think about all the other ways you, you express interest in services outside of healthcare. That's what we should be comparing ourselves to. And so I think in that sense, we have a, long way to go. Um, but that really should be our goal. I don't, yes, it's healthcare, but I don't know that that really makes it any different than any other industry or segment, even including the security concerns and risks that we're all familiar with. When you think about how many of those services I listed that include your credit card, which I'd much rather tell you what's wrong with my, you know, my bursitis <laughs> and my tennis elbow or whatever. I'd much rather tell you about that than my credit card number. Right. And so, you know, I, I am not trying to take our responsibility of our, our patients data. Um, you know, I, I take it very seriously. But when I, every industry has privacy concerns and most of them, if not all of them outside of healthcare, have managed to overcome those and deliver great digital experiences. How do we yeah. do that in healthcare? Yeah, great thought. 
Great question. <laughs> well, is there is there a technology or a component of digital front door uh, initiatives that excites you personally? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, right now, again, my world is defined by our provider finder stuff. And I think what when we looked at that at Christus, there are a lot of ways that you could outsource it and band-aid it and get it done quickly and improve the experience. But when we looked at that, what excited me was there's a way to think about this differently. And so let's not outsource that, let's not band-aid it. Yes, we are bringing in a partner to make this better for us, but let's fix it. Let's look at our data governance all the way down to every single field inside of our um, medical staff uh, software database. Every single field has a data owner, has data governance applied to it. So that's the first part of doing it right. And then secondly, we know that a consumer's experience on the website is not siloed inside the Find a Doctor. In fact, the Find a Doctor part of the website gets less traffic than I think a, uh, than probably when you compare it to the relative amount of attention it receives. So what we decided to do at Christus, which has me really excited, was, okay, let's take the data out of our medical staff databases, let's bring that into the website, and then let's use that to turn that into first-party experiences. So as opposed to what a lot of people do, again, they silo off that find a physician and they sort of outsource it. And that, that doctor data lives there and it's really well used and you can sort and filter. You do all that great stuff and good for them. But what we said was, how do we take that and how do we integrate that into the rest of the website? And so every time that we, are, that we mention, let's say, uh, we write a blog article that brings one of the expertise of one of our providers in who says, you know, if you're, thumb, if you're experiencing this thumb pain, do this, or here's how you should think about diabetes care or anything like that. Anytime we mention that doctor, that data should pull through to this blog article, not just be siloed inside the find a doctor. So I'm really excited about what we're doing to integrate our physicians into the content that we, we provide for our consumers who are seeking care with us. Oh, so much excitement going on. It's great to hear about all of this. And Jeff, I want to thank you for joining me today. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Great conversation. On behalf of the Sway Health team, I want to thank Jeff Stewart for taking the time out of his busy day to come speak with my colleague, Jared Johnson, on the topic of Digital Front Door. I really enjoyed all the great insights he brought to the conversation. And my key takeaway is that the Digital Front Door should be different for each organization. There is no universal template. Each organization needs to personalize the digital front door to suit their needs, and more importantly, the needs of their patients. And hey, if you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did, please like and subscribe. Also, head on over to Sway Health. That's Sway with two A's, dot health. That's where you'll find more great content like this. On behalf of the Sway Health team, thanks for being here, and we'll catch you on the next video.